Can a person be born with the wrong gender? And is transgenderism a sin? Today, we'll take a look at what the Bible has to say about gender. And if you'll listen all the way to the end, I'll give you some scripture and other resources to help those who may be struggling with their gender identity. I'm Joseph Oster, your host, and this is the American Christian Podcast. We're living in a culture where anything goes, and because of man's fallen state as a result of sin, there seems to be a lot of confusion. This confusion even extends to gender identity, where some men believe they're female and vice versa. Those who believe and support this idea of gender neutrality have simply rejected the design of creation by God himself. To get a better understanding, we have to take a look and understand and in what manner God created human beings. In Genesis 1.27, the scripture declares, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. This simply means that there are only two genders that are revealed by God and his word. Although society views gender identity based on individual beliefs, perceptions, and social construct, the Bible always associates gender with two sexes, male and female. So the idea that there are multiple genders is an unbiblical concept that seeks to destroy how God designed us and his entire purpose for creating us in the first place. Many will argue that gender and sex are two separate things, and what a person wears is a product of social construct in the first place. However, the scripture tells us in Deuteronomy 22 and verse 5 that a woman is not to wear men's clothing, and men are not to wear women's clothing because that is an abomination to God. The idea that clothing, high heels, and makeup are all just socially constructed today is preposterous because the Bible speaks to this issue. This means that there's been a distinction between male and female clothing for thousands of years. As Christians, we're required to confront the sinful issues of today with biblical truth. God made men and women different, according to Genesis 1 and 27. Contrary to mistaken interpretations, sexual difference does not exist on a continuum where some men are more like women and vice versa. Men and women are different at the deepest levels of their being. Our chromosomes are different. Our brains are different. Our voices are different. Our body shapes are different. Our body strengths are different. Our reproductive systems are different. Everything about us is different. Because men and women are different, it is philosophically impossible for a man to become a physical woman or a physical woman to become a man, no matter what the culture says. Those who say otherwise are just trafficking in fiction about our human nature. In fact, there is no scientific proof to verify the claim that a person is trapped inside the wrong body. If God made men and women fundamentally and comprehensively different, then the idea that a man can ever become a woman or a woman can ever become a man is impossible. According to one author, the differences between men and women can't be overcome simply because one person feels they're a member of the opposite sex. Your psychology or feelings cannot change your ontology or being. This starts early in life with our children and growing up. We live in a confused world and they're bombarded by messages of confusion. Little boys are told they don't have to be boys. Girls are told they don't have to be girls. And whatever they feel like they are, they are. The world tells them it doesn't matter, and confusion and ambiguity are reinforced in the educational system with curriculum that promotes homosexual marriage and unisex restrooms, just to name a couple. It's little wonder that some people grow up struggling with their sexual identity. As Christians, we should be concerned about those who are struggling with gender dysphoria. Whether or not we think their confusion is real, we should welcome all into the grace of the gospel because our gospel is for everyone. 
In 1 Timothy 2 and verse 4, Paul tells Timothy that the Lord desires for all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. In 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, the Bible tells us that the Lord does not wish anyone should perish, but that everyone comes to repentance. So first and foremost, we have to offer genuine love to those who are struggling with gender dysphoria. In Mark chapter 12, verse 30 through 31, it says, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is like unto it, you should love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other greater commandments. In understanding why people may be confused on the issue of gender, it's important that we don't just parrot what the world says. As Christians, we must meet the world with truth, and at the same time offer hope and love through compassion. Biblical counsel would begin by helping a person embrace, however difficult it would be, that their birth sex is a testimony to their true nature and that their perceptions of a different gender identity, while maybe real to them, doesn't constitute an actual identity change. The Bible says that God created male and female, and in Genesis, he pronounced the creation as good. God's plan was perfect. But as with everything in mankind's world, perfection was corrupted by sin in the Garden of Eden. Romans chapter 5 and verse 12 says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. Because of sin, it has brought many deviations from God's perfect creation and His perfect standard, and we'd be hard-pressed to understand where sin's contamination ends in the creation. Could this contamination of sin affect people physically and mentally? Well, the answer is yes, and the answer resides in salvation in Jesus Christ. The truth is we're involved in a spiritual battle for our souls, and according to Paul's letter to the Romans in chapter 12, verses 1 through 2, we're being forced to conform to the world's mold, and instead we're commanded to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. That means those with gender confusion must have their minds renewed, and the only way that can be done is through personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Satan does everything he can to kill, steal, and destroy, and deceive us into questioning God's plan. One of the devil's ploys is to make us dissatisfied with how God made us. We know that the whole world longs for the day when Jesus returns to make right all wrongs. The curse of sin will be lifted, and this is possible because of the redemption we have in Jesus Christ. Through salvation, Jesus grants us forgiveness of sin, and he deals with all of our brokenness, even those who are struggling with gender identity issues. Many of us battle with temptation, greed, pride, anger, and a whole host of other sins. Someone else may be battling gender confusion. Regardless of the battle with sin and the devil's lies, the question that has to be answered, is Christ and what he did on the cross sufficient for our battles? And the answer to that question is a resounding yes. Jesus definitively claims to be sufficient for any and all of our battles, and he desires to sanctify us through his word of truth. And as children of God, we should be content in this life. Paul said in Philippians that he've learned in every situation to be content. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 10, he says, Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake, for when I'm weak, then I'm strong. We all have physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual limitations. But yet when we yield to God's design and plan for us, those limitations can be overcome through his strength and his power. 
If a person feels he or she has been born with the wrong gender, the answer is not going to be gender reassignment surgery. It's not going to be any kind of hormone therapy, any kind of cross-dressing. That's just simply giving in to the lies that is being told by the enemy himself. Listen, God doesn't make mistakes, and any person who feels like they're born in the wrong body needs to come to the understanding that they're desperately in need of the transforming power of Jesus Christ. And as Christians, we should be willing to sit down with or walk alongside someone who's experiencing gender confusion and help them understand the gospel and how Jesus Christ can transform their life. You know, if you or a loved one is struggling with gender dysphoria or confusion and needs help, I'd love to give you a couple of resources. First is Living Hope Ministries. You can plug into many resources and spiritual help through the ministry by visiting www.livehope.org. You can also find great information from Focus on the Family. Dr. James Dobson has helped many people find their way into the will and purpose of God through promoting biblical truths and the God-ordained family. Visit www.focusonthefamily.com for information and resources of this ministry. One last great resource is a book entitled Understanding Gender Dysphoria by Mark Yarhouse. Few topics are more contested today than gender identity, and in the fog of the culture war, complex issues like gender dysphoria are reduced to slogans and sound bites. And while the war rages over language, institutions, and political allegiances, transgender individuals are the ones who end up being the casualties. In the midst of a tense political climate, Yarhouse calls Christians to come alongside those on the margins and stand with them as they resolve their questions and concerns about gender identity and help them find the truth of Jesus Christ. If you would like a copy of this book, you can visit www.americanchristianpodcast.com, scroll down to the recommended books section, and click on the book link. If you'd be interested in partnering with the American Christian Podcast so we can continue to deliver biblical truth, you can donate by visiting www.americanchristianpodcast.com. Click on the donate button in the upper right-hand portion of the page. If you'd like to stay connected, please like, friend, or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at the American Christian Podcast. You can also email at the American Christian Podcast at gmail.com. Before we leave today, let me remind you of 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 that says, Be sober and be vigilant because your adversary the devil is roaming around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. God bless you. See you next time.